Welcome back to the pod. Really excited today to be joined by Joe for a very different format on the podcast. So we've just released 44 episodes and we're going to be preparing to launch season three in April. But we thought this would be a good chance to take a pause, look back over the catalog, highlight some of our favorite episodes and get some feedback from you to try to improve our approach and make sure that we're uh, delivering the insights that you want to be learning as our audience. Uh, Joe, so uh, it's fun to be here with you. Something a little bit different. You and I usually aren't on the horn together. Yeah, it's fun to to not just be hearing your voice in my ears for your shows, but doing one doing one in real time. It's been a lot of fun joining you as a co-host in season two. Uh, you, of course, did season one solo. Uh, you know what else sticks out for you looking back over the last few months? The growth certainly and the reach that we've had, and it's been so fantastic having your voice on and the perspective that you bring, but also your extensive experience in in helping grow enterprises and things like that. So I'd love to for you to be able to share a bit about where we stand now in terms of our reach that we're getting for our guests and and the the vision that we have for the show. Really, this is a, a testament to our audience and really appreciative that you choose to to stay with us and learn with us. But we're now one of the top 10% of podcasts globally on Spotify. And for the past two months, I've been featured as a top 10 healthcare podcast on the Health Podcast Network. And I mentioned this earlier, uh, it's pretty tough when you're running a podcast to know what resonates and doesn't resonate with your audience. You're here with us in spirit, but unfortunately, we can't hear your voices just due to the nature of the medium. And so in the speaker notes for this episode, you'll find a URL to a feedback survey that will take you no more than two minutes to fill out. And we really want to hear from you on what you've liked the best from the podcast, uh, things that you haven't liked as much. And what Joe and I are going to do is we're going to take that away over the next month and we're going to incorporate that into the season three plan. We've got some other ideas we'll tell you about in a little bit, uh, but we want to make sure that you don't get bored. Joe and I went through the back catalog and picked out a few of our favorite podcasts. It's really tough to pick favorites. It's like choosing your favorite child. But we're going to be dropping those on the feed over the coming weeks. Joe, what's one of the podcasts that you picked up out of the back catalog that we're going to be republishing? I'd like to go back all the way to the end of season one, podcast number 18, if you're following along at home, with Professor George Church and Bhargavi Govindrajan from Digidate. This is a favorite for a variety of reasons. First off, Bhargavi is a seasoned technologist coming into healthcare really for the first time with a very early stage product. That's an interesting story and interesting for folks that are listening in who may have early stage startups themselves or have that similar experience. So that was one piece of it. The other piece is Professor George Church, the one of the luminaries of genomics and synthetic biology, a reasonable candidate for the Nobel Prize, who's been yeah. featured in books and documentaries and everywhere else, and is an innovator that is a, he's a serial entrepreneur himself. So I was frankly starstruck just having him on the podcast and I'm proud of being able to put that together. And I'd love folks to take another listen to that. I love podcasts, but my feed always gets full and stacked of old episodes. And it's really tough to find ones that are further back in the catalog. So that's going to be a great one to elevate and get at the top of everyone's feeds. For me, I wanted to feature number 39. It was a conversation with Seth Sternberg from Honor. And Honor provides the world's largest home care network and care platform for older adults. But what I really liked about this conversation was Seth and team's perspective and priority 
of really supporting their carers. The amount of time that their carers spend with patients is on average six to seven hours per day. And if you think about the typical interaction between a healthcare professional and their patients, it's just so much shorter. But really, these individuals, they're not really held up and developed in a very conscious way, traditionally in, in older adult care. And in that, Honor really saw an opportunity to lean in and care for carers. And that just really struck me as a great opportunity. These are people who are leading with empathy. As somebody with parents, my, my parents are getting older. I'm thinking about how they're going to be cared for. And I'm really happy that there's companies like Honor in the world. The other thing that came up in the conversation with Seth was about how they bought Home Instead in their growth journey. And it's just not often that we talk to a startup that's acquired another startup and needed to integrate it into its operations. So this came with an international expansion and just something which, you know, many founders that are looking at B plus financing, they just end up in these situations. And it's a really big decision if you're going to take on that amount of risk to drive growth. Uh, and so I thought that was a really valuable perspective and something that I learned a lot from. Yeah, that was interesting. And it sounds like Seth and his team had exactly the background to do the actual diligence on that, even though they were a relatively early stage company in the process. Yeah, exactly. Because he had overseen integration in a previous corporate job. So it was his role to buy companies and, and integrate them into a larger corporate hole. So some, some scar tissue and hard-earned lessons that were captured in that pod. My second one was actually number 33, Michelle Wagner from MindStrong. And I chose this one for several reasons, not the least of which that Michelle is a, an awesome guest who was upfront and had a great insight on an area that's grown significantly throughout the transition to virtual care and throughout the COVID-19 pandemic, which is behavioral health and virtual behavioral health delivery models. What I found particularly interesting here is that I always get the chance to learn from guests on these podcasts. And this one, I learned something really relevant that when you're selling to a large employer to be part of their benefits package, it's basically two sales. The first sell is to the employer to get there. Then you have to sell it again to the employees who don't have mm. to use you. And so it's basically, even though MindStrong doesn't have a direct consumer, unlike others in the behavioral health space, they don't have a direct consumer model. They effectively do because they treat it like a direct to consumer play in their second sale to the membership of the employers that they sell to. And I thought that was just an interesting insight into a, a growing business model and area that a lot of folks are looking at. You start with the clinical innovation and then very quickly founders find out that you need to find a way to make money. And so, you know, it, it might be higher between 15 and 30, but you need to bring on a head of revenue or a head of sales and build out some sort of revenue generating function within the startup. And it's really difficult to do that for B2B and B2C at the same time. And so typically a startup will choose one or the other. And so I think there's a really interesting lesson there about how it may not be one or the other. It may be one before the other. Um, and so really thinking through, you know, who those hires are and making sure that those individuals can grow and stretch and, you know, kind of push beyond B2B and really take a consumer-minded view. These episodes are going to be dropping on your feeds over the next few weeks. Uh, there's one other that I picked out that I just thought was really interesting. And this was a recent one. Uh, after the health conference wrapped up in November, we released this right at the beginning of the year. And this was a compilation episode where we met with uh, different individuals at the show. It was a new format. So let us know what you think in the feedback survey. Um, but we asked everybody two questions. The first was, you know, now that we're 
in a place with the pandemic where we can actually get together in person, how's that different than when we get together remotely? And many companies we speak with, uh, they're trying to figure out whether they should be remote first, whether they should be hybrid, whether they should go completely back to in-person communication. Uh, and so I thought that the innovators' answers to that question were quite interesting, you know, for kind of thinking through the types of work that can be done remotely and the types of work that really need to be done face-to-face. Uh, and then the second question was, uh, credit to Joe on this one, was a magic wand question. Uh, there's, there's, so many, there's a lot of stuff you have to deal with if you're going to invest your career in innovating in healthcare. Uh, it's just so complicated. There's so many hurdles beyond go-to-market, just establishing clinical efficacy, regulatory, the list goes on and on. So if you could just wave a magic wand and disappear, poof, make vanish any one of those, what would it be and why? And uh, it, it was very interesting, the contrast we got from the different respondents. So the, it was a broad panel, some investors, some media individuals, some uh, many founders, uh, and interoperability came up a lot you know, as a great thing to wipe out. But there were some uh, contrasting views on this, because if you want to interoperate, that means normalizing to the same API. And perhaps there's elements within my data architecture that I lose detail when I kind of distill down to this common format. Uh, and so, you know, do you lose any specificity, you know, by prioritizing interoperability? So there were just a few things in that podcast that I found surprising and the format uh, let well to, to, to seeing that contrast. So that, that, that's another one I'm really looking forward to putting back on the feed. I loved hearing just the, the low rumble of the conference in the background, if anybody... Mm went to the health conference this year or any year, but particularly this year, I think in Las Vegas, it really captured some of the spirit there. So I'm excited to see that one back back on the podcast feed. And then Joe, maybe share with our audience a bit about the, the different perspectives you want to bring onto the pod. I'm really excited about this. We want to bring more voices, more diversity of experience and background and expertise onto the show and tap into some of those additional resources that we have on our team here at AWS. So Please, when you come back, more important than ever to subscribe and listen, because we're going to have more and new voices showing up on your feed in season three. Great. Well, we hope that everybody enjoys this compilation of episodes we'll be releasing over the next few weeks. We'll be back in April with season three. If you want to support the show, the best way to do that is to rate us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast destination to share the podcast with your friends, and please fill out the feedback survey. You'll see a link in the speaker notes. We really do want to hear from you. And in the meantime, keep innovating, stay positive, and we look forward to seeing you in six weeks. Thanks, everybody.